And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, before I go any further and start the next part of the uh, Triple Dipper, i got to tell you guys uh, about my friends over at Riley & Jackson Law Firm. So you've heard me talk about them before, I know. And when I say they're my friends, I mean it. Uh, these folks are solid, and, I, and I've worked with them on cases. I've worked with them on uh, issues. And uh, I like to say that they're not just good on the law. They're good on politics, too, if you know what I mean. But Riley & Jackson Law Firm, they're a great firm based out of Birmingham, but they work statewide. They wanted me to let you all know that this Camp Lejeune water contamination stuff you've been seeing about on TV and hearing on the radio and all that, they're working that. They've got like five lawyers working that issue. If you were at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, anywhere between 1953 and 1987, which is a big spread of time, there is confirmed and known water contamination that may have exposed you uh, to the possibility of 19 different illnesses. So they're working these cases. You'll talk to a real person if you call them. They'll tell you whether you qualify for a potential claim, and they won't charge you for the call. And they'll, in fact, they won't get paid unless they get you a claim paid for you. Uh, so if you are there as a military uh, member, uh, a, a dependent, or just a contractor, or you know, they're on TDY, whatever the case may be, you may want to check with them and see. I'll give you the number in just one second, but I'll tell you this first of all, too. They're working another issue that's very interesting to me. If you were a first responder or a military member working with firefighting foam, there was a version of firefighting foam that is known to be carcinogenic now. And you may have been exposed in such a way that would also qualify you for a claim. So first responders, military members, firefighting foam, if that's you, you're going to want to call Riley and Jackson and check it out. Here's their number. You ready? Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. That's Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. And when you call, tell them you heard about it on the Right Side Radio. I would certainly appreciate that. All right, we're going to number three on the Triple Dipper. I'm going to enjoy this. So I, I got as I, as I went through a variety of stories, Getting ready for today's show. You know, I'm looking at politics. I'm looking at the economy. I'm looking at military. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't have a third dipper yet. And then, I did, but, I, but I found a story and I thought, oh, man, that's just a good one. I like that. And then I moved on and I thought, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like And then I got to thinking, you know what? I am ending the year on a high note. I am going to, I'm going to, the whole last dipper, it, the, literally this, I, I labeled this one ending on a good note. So we're ending 2022 on a good note. I'm not doing political gripe session. I'm not doing commentary on the economy. I'm ending with this, ending on a good note. Here's an example. Let me, I tell you what, I'm going to pull through. You know what? One of my favorites is a story that actually came from something called the Good News Network because, I mean, you can expect their news to be good, right? Good um, news. Good news. I, I love this story. It's two days old. Says the Christmas spirit unfolds for Korean tourists during the blizzard when they knock on this guy's door. So here's the storyline. Apparently, a group of South Korean tourists um, uh, had gone up to New York. They were uh, traveling from Niagara Falls back to Washington D.C. Uh, Ten South Koreans, and they got stuck in a blizzard. Their 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 minibus got stuck in a blizzard near Buffalo. I mean, they were like lodged in the snow. They didn't know what to do. And, and so two of them got out and hiked over to a house and asked if they could borrow a shovel to help dislodge their vehicle, right? Well, it wasn't going to work. It was Christmas Eve. This guy, Alex Campania, he hears a frantic knock on his door, and he, he says, it was the worst blizzard he's ever He's from Buffalo. He says, I'm from Buffalo, and this was the Darth Vader of storms, he says. 
And he's there's and there's these two Koreans on his front porch asking for a shovel. Well, no, no, that wasn't going to work. He just brought them in. They stayed at his house for two days. And in the meantime, they had Christmas with him and, and celebrated. Uh, and so the South Koreans, uh, they began to cook uh, uh, some of their um, traditional meals. And they, wound up, they, they got pictures of them online celebrating together. And they, they basically stayed there for like I said, two to three days, I believe it was. They swapped stories. They, they, they watched American football on TV. Uh, and when it was over with, they, they, they literally said they had enjoyed it so much, it was an unforgettable, unique blessing. And it just totally changed the dynamic of their trip. That's just, <laughs> that's just good, man. That's America right there. America. America. <laughs> Hold my beer. America. That is just good. But God bless you, Alice Campania. That's just that's just a story worth telling. Well, I got a rack of those. So we're going to go to a break here in a second. When I come back, I'll cover down on a few more like that. Like, what about the lady who flushed her wedding ring down the toilet? No, you're going to want to hear about this. When was it? 20 years ago. Did she get it back? Tell you when we get back. I got stuff like that. I got the guy who saved lives, uh, another guy who saved lives in the blizzard. I've got stories about um, things that came from Alabama, like did you hear about the birth of the child at uh, Huntsville Hospital and why it's so unique that it made national news. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. You guys stand stand by. We'll be ending on a good note. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Stay tuned. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right and by the way we are wrapping up 2022 here in the next 25 minutes and i gotta tell you this show it does indeed span from clanton to the tennessee line i'm talking about way down south of birmingham to up north of huntsville tuscaloosa back to gadsden parts of georgia tennessee and mississippi thrown in just for good measure uh, I love saying that, but I'm also just, um, I'm, I'm so blessed by it. And, uh, and I, I am not kidding when I say, if you didn't hear me say it the first hour, I'll say it now in the third hour. Every bit of that is because of y'all. Every bit of that is because of y'all. Boomer can sit and I can sit in here. We, Boomer and I can sit here and turn, you know, all the microphones on and, and push the buttons and, uh, and start jabbering. But none of it makes a bit of difference without y'all. So uh, to the audience of uh, right side ruffians that we have, we appreciate you more than you could possibly know. And we do not take that for granted. Um, all right. I'm in number three of the Triple Dipper. John from Huntsville, you'll be proud to know I have made it to number three. Uh, that last story I just did, we're, we're on, the, by the way, the end of this, the, the, I mean, the uh, title for this dipper is Ending on a Good Note. And, uh, and, and so 
the um, story I just did a minute ago about the Koreans that got uh, the Korean tourists that got um, trapped in the snow and they they wound up knocking on a door and and ten of them lived at this guy's house for a few days and celebrated Christmas. Uh, Glenn from Bluntsville to send in goes, that's one of them stories that gives you goosebumps. Way cool. I agree. I agree. Um, and then uh, uh, Brian from Huntsville says, I love the factual story. There's many heroes in Buffalo. God is good. We make we 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 make questionable choices on some occasions. Uh, and I and I agree. Um, he he is. Uh, Tony from Piedmont just uh, kicked in with uh, letting me know uh, that <laughs> you shouldn't buy cheap socks. Okay, I see that too. Thank you so much, uh, Tony. Um, here's another one. Before I move away from the winter storm, I got to tell you there's another one. Story on Fox News yesterday. It says police are searching for a man who broke into a Buffalo area school on December 23rd, but not to charge him with crimes, but to thank him for his selfless actions. So that apparently this guy was one of those uh, take action kind of heroes and there were people that were trapped in cars that, that couldn't go anywhere, and they were freezing. And, and there were a couple of dogs that were, you know, loose and couldn't get home. The blizzard was that significant uh, up in, in Buffalo. We're talking about like, like five, six feet of snow. Um, so the police are referring to him as Merry Christmas Jay because of the note that he left behind. So here's the deal. Apparently this guy began to just rally up the people who were trapped in cars in and around where he was, and they were near a school and he went and he, he, he broke a window and he got everybody inside and they turned the lights on and, and, and then they, but they didn't ravage things. In fact, what's so, what's so cool here is it says that he actually wrote a note and the police found it when they got there because the police, they were aware that a window had been broken. They had a, 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 some type of alarm that was triggered, but they couldn't get there because of the blizzard. When they did get there, they found a note. The note said, I'm terribly sorry about breaking the school window and for breaking into the kitchen. Got stuck at 8 p.m. on Friday and slept in my truck with two strangers, just trying not to die. There were seven elderly people who were also stuck and out of fuel, and I had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter and food in the bathroom. Um, when the police department pulled the surveillance footage, it says, all they could see were people taking care of people. That's just good. So there was a freezer full of food, but no one touched it. They only ate what was necessary to stay alive. They used the gym for the kids to play in. And they watched the TVs to get updates on the storm. And when they left, you couldn't even tell they'd been there. That's just that's just way way cool. By the way, I am uh, I am blessed right now. I'm sitting here in the studio waving at my grandkids and my family who just walked up outside, and they are wave. If you're watching online, you're watching me wave to my family. You guys come in here if you want to. Um, end of 2022 with the grandkids walking in the studio ain't a bad way to go. Hey everybody. Hey sweetie. How are you? Hey, big man, how are you doing? I got the whole family. Hey, bud. Man, this is awesome. How's everybody? Boomer, we got guests. Did you, did you, we roll out the red carpet and get food? What do we need to do here? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we do need air conditioning. Yeah, Charlene's quick to notice the temperature's always different. Uh, so let me, let me do this story. Uh, you want to come sit over here? Come over here, sit over here. Um, you want to talk on the radio? Are you going to be a, t a radio man? <laughs> Three years old. You can come sit with me, though. Come here, bud. Oh. Come here and sit with your cap, and I talk in the microphone. So uh, a story that just uh, really got me, this is what started things, is um, a lady in Florida. Fox News has this story. A lady in Florida had a ring 
It was a very special ring. I'm talking to my grandson right now. It was a very special ring. And she accidentally flushed it down the toilet. You don't flush rings down the toilet, do you? No. <laughs> but anyway, it was her engagement ring 20 years ago. So she, she literally accidentally knocked it in the toilet as it was flushing and, and it was just beside herself. Literally, the story says on Fox, I got to rattle the paper, Declan. You ready? There we go. Says, uh, she, she literally went out and she herself climbed down into her septic tank. Climbed down into her septic tank. She was that desperate. I'm looking at my daughter-in-law. Would you climb down in the, in the tank to get... I may. She said she may do it. <laughs> she climbed down into the septic tank and then she also took a hose and sucked everything out of it and ran it through a screen trying to find her ring. Never could find it. Was beside herself. That was 20 years ago. Christmas, she goes to her in-law's house, opens a gift, and there's her ring. Why? Because after 20 years, her her in-laws decided to remodel that bathroom. The plumber pulled out the toilet, and it dropped out the bottom. <laughs> that, thing, that thing had been sitting in the bottom of the toilet for 20 years. First of all, I'm kind of – I want to know what brand toilet that was that lasted 20 years. But, uh, but nonetheless, she got her ring back after 20 years when the plumber found it in the bottom of the toilet. Good news stuff. Good news stuff. Uh, I got some here, though, that are Alabama-based. You getting down, bud? I got some here that are Alabama-based. So first of all, um, as I look at my beautiful grandchildren, I got to tell you, apparently the odds are 1 in 133,000 that a child will be born on the same day as both the parents who also shared the same birthday. Huntsville Hospital just had it happen. Huntsville Hospital, birthday celebrations are sure to become a big deal for an Alabama family that has three members now born on the same date. Parents Cassidy and Dylan Scott welcomed their firstborn on Sunday, December 18th, which happens to also be both of their birthdays. Um, now, the odds of sharing a birthday with one parent is already 1 in 365, but the odds of hitting it with both parents, 1 in 133,000. Born at Huntsville Hospital, making national news as a good news story. That's just cool. Um, Boomer, you don't have any shared birthdays in your family, do you? Ooh, well, my dog and <laughs> your my dog. cousin. Your dog and your cousin. Yeah, they have the same birthday. That's the most random answer I think I could have asked for. <laughs> I was really, you, you looked at me like you were about to say yes, and I was waiting for like your mom and your sister or something. But no, it's your dog and a cousin. Yep, dog and cousin. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot. I have a shared birthday. My <laughs> cousin and myself. Same cousin with a dog? Not the same cousin. <laughs> Different cousin. Same family, though. There's like there's a whole cousin thing going on and, here, though. Yep. So my cousin and I have the same birthday. All right. And then my other cousin and my dog have the same birthday. All right. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, hey, listen, a couple more. I got two more Alabama stories. Uh, one of them, though, we talk about education all the time. Uh, and so I, I got I to gotta make note of this. Because I've said before, I'll, I'll call it wrong when I see it. I'll call it right when I see it. And, uh, and what I also like, too, is this article names somebody who I know personally. Uh, I'm looking at my wife. Honey, remember Melissa Shields that used to work at the um, Department of Education, uh, Etowah County? Uh, she now works for the state. So um, she's apparently in the office that is designed to help failing schools kind of raise their standards. Anyway, AL.com has a story dated uh, yesterday. 38 Alabama schools recognized for improving their student achievement, how they did it. It says... Nearly 100 officials from 38 schools, spanning from Huntsville down to Mobile, and many places in between, gathered together to celebrate a great accomplishment. In 2018, it says, federal rules had tagged 59 schools 
for low performance and told Alabama they had to direct more services to those schools to get them up to par. Helping schools improve enough to remove that moniker indicates achievement and other measures on the school's federal report card shifted into a better direction. Anyway, the bottom line is Dr. Melissa Shields, uh, a friend from years past uh, from here in Etowah County, she says the grit, the perseverance, the sweat, the tears, all of it paid off. And they talked about the things that these schools saw happen. And what I love was it was a community rally. Um, one quote says they talked about people and how people made a difference. They talked about having strong leadership in the building, but they talked about the fact that even alumni and former teachers and administrators all came back to provide their volunteer time and even to make donations to help with the school libraries and to do things to tutor students. And it was that kind of community involvement that actually brought 38 of these 59 failing schools up to an achievement level, and they will all now be taken off the list. That's just awesome. Boomer, take me to a break, brother. We'll go and do that right now. I'll come right back. I got a few more, including one more story from Alabama about a garbage truck driver saving a homeless man who was sleeping in a dumpster. We'll talk about that when we get back. Good news stories because we're ending 22 on a good note. You guys stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio covering all of north alabama solid conservative and just plain right saving the world one soundbite at a time hey listen i gotta tell you folks uh you folks uh zla solutions uh you've heard me mention them like every day for the last year and a half because they're one of our original sponsors they are literally on board from day one and and i gotta tell you they've had an amazing year because they are so good at what they do. I know these folks personally, uh, and I, and I, I take a, a real you know, passion at describing what they do because I've gotten to see it at work. So ZLA Solutions, they can help you with all kinds of business solutions. They can do sorting and containment, the quality control, warehousing, logistics, all that kind of stuff. But their bread and butter man is staffing. So if you personally are hearing this commercial and you're looking for a job, I can just tell you, go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. They've got... They've got good jobs posted right now all over North Alabama, really regional and out of state. They've got all kinds of stuff posted right now, jobs you might want to take a look at. However, if you are an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your own workforce and you need, you know, onesies and twosies, special niche skills, doesn't matter, or a whole shift of people, they can help you. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing if necessary, blue collar, white collar, no collar, it don't matter. ZLA Solutions. They are good at what they do, and they love to say at ZLA, we don't make it. We just make it better. That's their goal in life is to help you make your business better. So, yeah, ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. Check them out, and please tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, I am back to the final dipper of the year, 2022. Boomer, we're wrapping up the year, bro. Wrapping it up. Wrapping up the year. See um, you later, 22. <laughs> <laughs> and in the rearview mirror and good riddance <laughs> to you. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just got a text from uh, JT from Lacey Springs. Um, 
He says, good news stories. What a way to end the year. Three thumbs up. That being said, he said, JT votes for good news stories to become a Friday third dipper norm. He believes Charlene would agree. (laughs) (laughs) I think he might be right. Um, Hey, uh, next story I got for you, though. Uh, It's an Alabama-based story, and it was national, Fox News. Um, Just one of those things that happens. You're like, wow, that ended well. That could have been so bad. It says authorities, it's a, story, it's a Fox News story, by the way, December 21st. Authorities say a homeless man could have died inside a garbage truck in North Alabama, but the driver saved him. Um, a, Republic, a Republic Waste Operations driver was emptying out a dumpster in Huntsville on, on that Monday when the incident happened. Em, emptying the dumpster involves, you know, the truck's mechanical arms that lift it up and kind of, you know, dump it over the back of the truck. Well, usually when that happens, the trash compactor inside is turned on. Well, the guy happened to check his cameras like he's supposed to do, and he saw a man fall in out of the dumpster. I mean, can you imagine? Dude sleeping in a dumpster, and I'm not sure why he didn't hear the garbage truck coming, no telling, but all said and done, he's being dumped in there and could have been caught in the trash compactor, which would have been, well, okay, bad. Um, But not only did the driver help the man out, he called his manager. The manager took the guy, bought him clothes and new boots, and they got into a homeless shelter, and he's fine. And, uh, and, the, and the supervisor said that the driver uh, had been trained and prepared, and that's what led to a safe outcome. He was very aware. I mean, I just look at that and go, God, that could have been so bad. Can you imagine if the dude hadn't checked his, his, um, you know, his camera? And, and wow. First of all, I'm glad they even had – I didn't know they had cameras. I just thought they just lifted the thing up, dumped it, and went on to the next one, which they probably too often do. Um, I am keenly aware now. Next story I got. Love this. So, you know, um, there's a thing called recidivism. It's the uh, it's the basically the return to jail, the, the the negative cycle that happens when someone is released from prison and then goes right back to crime. And the recidivism rate is you know they return too often. Well, you want to see rehabilitation as opposed to recidivism. You want to see them find a way to better their lives. And uh, and so I love this next story. It came out of Tennessee, Lipscomb University. 13 Tennessee inmates are about to receive, well, they probably just did receive their, their degrees from Lipscomb University during a graduation ceremony. Says the State Department of Corrections says the graduation for the Lipscomb Initiative for Education uh, was scheduled to take place uh, two weeks ago, right before Christmas. It says two women will graduate with an associate's degree of arts, three with professional studies, bachelor's degrees, and eight got their master's of arts in Christian ministry. Additionally, it says five other outside students we're studying alongside them, and it was live face-to-face instruction. It was not done by, by Zoom or by camera. It was live face-to-face instruction by university professors. Um, and the, the inmates studied side-by-side with other undergraduate students at the prison once a week. They held classes at the prison. Other students were allowed in. It was a real class. And some of these gradu- women graduating have been working through their studies for a decade, 10 years. And four of the master's candidates it took them 15 years to get to that point. That's, to me, that's perseverance. It also, it says it marks the fifth group of inmates to receive their degrees through the program since it started in 2007. That's just very, very cool. Um, all right, last couple of stories I got. Uh, I, I like it when someone remembers where they're from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, someone gets rich and famous, and they don't forget where they came from, or for that matter, don't forget how privileged they are. Um, you hear too often about the sense of entitlement that you see uh, in, um, in elites 
who, who, who wind up totally forgetting the fact that they are blessed to live in the nation that we live in. Well, two things happened in the last few weeks that I thought were cool. One happened about three and a half weeks ago. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So he's, I mean, big dude. Um, he was, he'd, been a, he'd been a football player, obviously, back in the day. And he says that on CBS Story, dated November 30th, that Dwayne Johnson said he had finally exercised his chocolate demons when he returned to a 7-Eleven in Hawaii to right the wrongs of stealing candy when he was a teenager. <laughs> he said that literally he used to go by there almost every day and steal a Snickers bar for energy when he went to football practice. And he says he knows it might seem silly now, but he decided he had to do something about it. So he went to the store. He bought every Snickers they had in stock to include what was in inventory in the back, $298 of Snickers bars. And he gave them out to anybody who walked in the store. And, and he said it was just an opportunity for him to say, I did something stupid when I was a kid. I can't fix it now, but I can certainly come back and do this. And, uh, and I thought that was a cool story. That's, that's worth telling. That's, that's cool. That's a good news story to end good on. Good news. Last one I got for you, all my brethren and sistren in right side of ruffian land. You know, Shaquille O'Neal's got a great sense of humor. He always seems to have the ability to uh, to smile and to be like he's you know he's like he's okay with things. I've never heard uh, a negative out of him that I know of. And uh, CBS News has a story that dated today that Shaquille O'Neal, uh, his son apparently plays basketball in Houston, and he was down there visiting. And there's a restaurant that he likes to go to. It's a Houston deli. Um, it's called uh, Kenny and Ziggy's New York Delicatessen. And so he went down to Kenny and Ziggy's, and they have a room there. Um, uh, what's the name of that room? It's a, it's a, it's called the schmooze room. It's a schmooze room. It's where you can have sort of private gatherings or whatever else. And there are about, you know, I don't know, there's quite a few people there. Shaquille O'Neal went in and decided for Christmas and New Year's, he was going to pay for everybody's meal in the schmooze room. Don't know how many that was, but the room seats up to 75 people. So Shaq walks in the door, and you can always tell when Shaq's there anyway because he's the biggest guy in the room. But he decided he was going to pay for everybody's meal and he did. All right, folks, there's a way to end a year, ending on a good note. Listen, we love you. Right Side Ruffians, y'all stay safe. Have an amazing new year. We'll see you next week in the year 2023. Boomer and I, we appreciate this audience more than you could possibly know. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right.